Hey friend, you're listening to Life Coach In Your Pocket with me, your certified life coach, Rachel Bailey. Each week, I'll bring you inspiration, motivation, and empowering learnings to help you navigate life's unexpected terrains. I believe that the more we know, the faster we grow. So each week, I'll be teaching high-level coaching concepts that you can apply to your real life. Here's to accomplishing big dreams, believing in your inner champion, and living a life filled with ease and joy. Like all navigational tools in the 21st century, I fit right in your pocket. I'm a life coach in your pocket. Happy listening. Hey friend, welcome back to another episode of Life Coach in Your Pocket with me, your certified life coach, Rachel Bailey. I want to address something that's been bothering me. Maybe it's been bothering you and maybe it hasn't. So I just feel like when something's on your mind and maybe you owe someone an apology, you should just come out with it. (laughs) It's just easier for everybody that way. So I just want to apologize for the sound quality the last several episodes. Um, My producer, aka my husband, was getting on me about the sound quality. And he's like, I'm doing the best I can, but there is a very loud noise in the background of every episode. What is that? (laughs) And I was listening to the episode and I was listening to him trying to edit the sound quality. And I realized, yes, that is two things. The white noise machine from my son's room, because I record during his nap time, and the baby monitor. So that's why we were struggling with the sound quality the last four weeks. Hey, maybe you didn't even notice, but I just want you to know that I found a solution. And why am I telling you this? Because what I want you to hear is that done beats perfect. And I practice what I preach and I would rather produce the content and put it out there and help you live a happier, healthier life, even while doing so imperfectly as a business owner. I'm doing the best I can. And sometimes the best I can means making mistakes. And I don't really even like that word mistake, but rather learning. Oh, There's a better way to do this. I can do it better now. Yet we can't move forward and we can't make things better if they don't exist already. So if you have an idea or you have content that you've been wanting to produce or a business that you want to start and you're worried about it being perfect, here's what I want to say to you. Release the perfectionism and just start. Because in starting, you will learn what you need to adapt as you go. But if you never start, you'll never be able to perfect upon it because it doesn't exist. It's just in your mind. And in your mind, you can never create perfect. And actually, I would say even in reality, you can never create perfect. You can get close. You can produce excellence. And I feel like the last several weeks, I haven't produced excellence for you in my sound quality. So I just wanted to address that and say thank you for sticking in there with me through the ups and downs of life. I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress too. So for today's episode, I asked my husband, could you take the baby while he's awake on a walk for 45 minutes? And then I will record with no sound machines and no baby monitors, (laughs) just me and you, my listener. And because he's wonderful, he said yes. 
All right, well, let's dive into today's content. I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about with you this week and what I realize has shifted massively in my life between, I would say, five years ago to now is my level of busyness. I'm still very productive, and part of the reason why this subject came up for me is because I just finished my five-day class. You heard me talking about it on the podcast the last few episodes probably, and I just finished that. We went Monday through Friday. I ran really, really hard as far as producing content and creating slides and talking to people about their homework every day. And when I got to the end of class on the last day, I made a conscious decision to unplug for two full days. And it was wonderful. It was wonderful. I tried not to go into reflection mode right away. I knew there were things that I could do next time to make the class better. Those always come to me intuitively like, ooh, I could do this next time or next time I want to implement this. And these are the ways that I could even improve upon it. My brain did start to go there. And when it did, I would just say to myself, we'll get to that on Monday. We'll, we will get to that on Monday. And I really intentionally unplugged for two full days. Here's what's weird about that for me. In the past, I never would have allowed myself to unplug for two full days. I would have been in my head about, okay, I need to you know, talk to everybody about their experience and get their feedback right away and start implementing right away. And what am I going to do next and launch the next thing and run, run, run. And I may have thought that that is the best way to run my business. And I may have thought that that is the best way to approach life. And I have realized that it is not. That that behavior of mine stemmed from an addiction, an addiction to busy. And I want to talk to you today about whether or not you have an addiction to busy or you're being positively productive in your life. And if you are addicted to busy, I think that'll be really clear as we listen along. And I'm not just going to leave you with that awareness. I'm also going to bring you today tips to break up with busy. If you're addicted to busy, it's time to quit. And I'm going to give you those tips today. First, as always, we need to define what I'm talking about. When I say busy and being addicted to busy, what is that? And how is that different than being positively productive or living an abundant, full life? How are those things different? And then of course, what do I mean by addicted? Do I actually mean an addiction? Let's talk about all of those things right now. My definition of busy is when you are doing a lot of things and feeling tired, exhausted, frustrated, and maybe even starting to burn out. A full life, an abundant life is, yes, I have things going on, projects and I am productive, yet I feel happy, healthy, and thriving most of the time. Maybe 80% of the time, 70 to 80% of the time, I am happy. I'm loving most moments of every day. I'm loving most day of every week, and I'm loving most weeks of every month. I feel fulfilled in my life's purpose. Now, here's the thing. If you're not sure what your life purpose is, we must start there 
in order for the rest of the tips to make sense. So I do want you to listen to today's episode because it is going to become abundantly clear how to move forward in your life if you're addicted to busy or feel tired, burnout, exhausted. And if you're listening right now and you're like, I don't know what my life purpose is, I've got you. I have got a free downloadable. Ooh, I'm going to leave that noise in there. (laughs) I was going to edit it out and I thought, no, that's perfect. That is your sign to download this free Purpose Finder workbook. So thank you, computer notifications. That's perfect. Yes, you're going to want the workbook because it will help you find your mission statement and your purpose in life. And that's going to help you with tip number one. Because tip number one is, do the activities that I'm doing actually get me closer to my purpose and mission? Or do they distract me from my purpose and mission? And if you're not sure if your activities are purposeful and getting you closer and closer to your mission and vision or distracting you from your mission and vision, the first place to start is with that workbook and it's absolutely free and it's in the show notes. You'll see it right now when you scroll down. So we're clear on what an abundant life is. The activities are happy and healthy and moving me toward my mission and vision and purpose. I'm enjoying my life most of the time. I also feel like I'm growing. I'm on a growth path and I'm clear. Now, versus busy. Busy, you might feel like you're just trying to keep up. Like every single day, you're just trying to get through the day. You're just trying to do as many things as you can to get them off of your plate. You feel like you can't stop, you can't take a break, and you can't slow down. You might feel tired to your core, maybe in your bones or your soul, you feel exhausted, yet you must keep going. You might feel happy and healthy some of the time. Like sometimes you might be doing the things and you're like, but I enjoy all of these activities. I enjoy all of these things. When I'm doing it, I'm having fun. Yet also you feel exhausted and sometimes stressed, overwhelmed, or anxious, or even depressed. You might have thoughts of quitting one activity or leaving something that doesn't serve you or getting things off of your plate, but for some reason you don't, and the cycle continues. If you can relate to anything I just said, I am going to provide you with the tips of living a more stress-free life, so hang in there with me till the tips. First, I want to share a personal story with you because there was a time in my life where I was thinking, but I love all the things. All the things are so fun. Everything that I'm doing is either for my happiness or my health or my wealth. And so I'm just going to keep doing all of the things. I'm going to paint this picture for you. I was addicted to busy for most of my life, yet I'm going to pick one season that was especially crazy for me. And that is the year 2018. In 2017, that is the year I've shared my story before where I decided I was going to become a life coach. I was also at that same time teaching full time and I had a network marketing business. And I may or may not have shared this part of my story. Yet at the same time, since 2015 to now, I still have this on my plate. I am the assistant director on staff at a pageant 
called the Placer County Pageant. That's where I'm from. I'm from Placer County. And I started volunteering and then I became a staff member in 2015 and I have stayed on staff since. My role has changed a lot and what I'm doing and how much I'm doing, I have scaled back a lot. Yet, it's part of the picture. So I was on staff as the assistant director of this pageant, working full-time as a teacher, working part-time my network marketing business, and then I decided to add life coaching on top of that and to pay for my life coaching certifications. I don't know if I have shared this, but I have spent thousands of dollars on life coaching certifications. Yep, I'm going to say the number. I have spent $38,000 on life coaching certifications. So to help me fund that dream of mine, I took on a second job at an ice skating rink local to my house where I could coach ice skating lessons and make some money after school and on the weekends. And... I also started picking up life coaching clients pretty immediately because I needed them to help fund for my school. So the way most life coaching schools work is you can actually start getting clients right away as part of your prescribed hours of practice. So I was having clients pay me while I was getting trained to be a life coach and pretty much every dollar I made went back into paying for my school. Oh man, re-saying all of these things that were on my plate the exact same season is bringing back a lot of memories (laughs) for me. I did love everything I was doing. And I do mean that this is the part I want you to hear. This is why we can be confused when we're really, really busy. I loved teaching. When I was present, I loved it. I loved the kids. Now, There were a lot of days when it was overwhelmed and I've shared my story before about how I wasn't in alignment, yet I thought, I love this though, I'm with kids. Then I would go to skating and the drive there would be hard. The drive there, I'd be like amping myself up, trying to find energy from anything in any place after just working a full day and being tired. I'd be like, I've got this, I can make it through this, it's only a couple hours, come on, you got this. Then I would get there and I'd get on the ice and as soon as I was present there, I loved it. I loved coaching. I loved watching my students' faces light up when they just clicked. When it clicked and they learned something new or they got it or they landed that jump. I loved that feeling. That feeling made me feel wonderful to be their coach. And I couldn't imagine giving it up. Then I would travel home and I would do my business. And that would mean either taking on life coaching clients, which where, when, and how. I would take them either really early in the morning, I'm talking 5 a.m., or I would take them super late in the evening, like 7 p.m., or I would take them on the weekends. So I would take my life coaching clients whenever I could fit them in. I sometimes would even take them on my lunch hours at work. If I had that hour available and somebody asked for it, I would give it to them. I was also at this time still trying to keep my network marketing business alive. There was very little time for it, yet here and there I would do my social media postings or I would send out my emails to my clients and my customers. I would work it when I could. And then pageant season required a lot of meetings, so I would just make sure I cleared the time or got the time off. So if I couldn't be at my ice skating rink because I had to be at a pageant meeting, I would figure it out. I would get the class covered, and then I would go to my pageant meeting. Okay, so that's how I was doing everything. And while I was present at each thing I was doing, I 
enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yet, when I wasn't present, okay, so I mean being present, I mean practicing the mindfulness of, I love this, I'm present, I'm in the moment with my student, this is great. Yet, when I wasn't present, I would slip into stress mode and anxiety. And I always was worried that someone or something was going to fall through the cracks because I had way too much on my plate, way, way, way too much on my plate. And it started to impact my health because there was no time for me to make healthy meals at home or exercise other than just being on the ice with my students. So I justified that by saying, yeah, but I'm a skating coach and I skate around on the ice with my students. So that should count for something. And I became addicted to caffeine because it was the only way I could keep up and keep going. And the biggest key, the biggest key indicator where I look back now and I'm like, that was a sign, Rachel, but I didn't take it as such was I started to get resentful of the people that needed my time. So if I had a client that wanted to book a double session, or I had a skating client that wanted to book multiple sessions, whatever it was, as soon as somebody, anybody wanted more of my time, I began to feel angry about that. Instead of feeling excited about that and in alignment, I started to get angry at people who were booking sessions with me on my online calendar and I would get mad and I would be like, oh, why do I have that online calendar floating around? Like I need to disable that because my time is so, so precious and there isn't any of it. My relationship with my husband, as you can imagine, was greatly impacted because I was never, ever, ever, ever home. And when I was home, I was a stress ball. I missed a lot of family events that year. A lot of things that I regret now. My grandfather is no longer with us and I missed an important birthday that I'll never forget that I wasn't there. The rest of my family probably doesn't even know what I'm talking about. I will always remember that I missed it because I had too much on my plate. So in comparing our lives, you might not be that busy, yet here's the key piece. If any of that resonated, the conflict around, I love this when I'm present and mindful, yet I'm also stressed out and unhappy and tired and exhausted, you're busy. That's how you know you're busy. If you have feelings of anger or resentment about things that you really shouldn't, like they, when I say shouldn't, I don't mean that in the coaching sense because I don't use that word in a coaching session. Yet if you know inwardly, I'm being triggered by this and that there's really nothing actually wrong with someone taking my time or asking for something, like I could implement better boundaries here, yet I'm not. That's what I mean. That is a key indicator that something is off. If you have thoughts about quitting or leaving and you don't, that's a key indicator that something is off. So now I want to talk to you about what does it mean to be addicted to busy? We've defined busy versus full abundant life. Those are very different and they feel very different. Yet how do I know if I'm addicted to busy? Well, what is an addiction? An addiction is a strategy that I run automatically because if I don't, I have symptoms of withdrawal and 
this addiction is serving me in some way. It's also disserving me in a way, yet it's giving me something. I'm doing it for some instant gratification or some avoidance of something or a numbing out purpose. So it's serving me and it's also disserving me because it's impacting my relationships with others, my relationship with myself, maybe my health or wellness, or maybe my, my spirituality. It's negatively impacting me in at least one area of my life. But because it serves me in some way, I'm having trouble giving it up. And when I try to give up my addiction, I have symptoms of withdrawal. So that is what I mean by knowing whether or not you're addicted to something. Busyness is a process addiction, meaning it's an activity that we can get addicted to. Another example of this, if someone is addicted to online gaming or scrolling the internet, whatever platform it may be, like, <laughs> you ever done this? You ever closed out of an app and then 30 seconds later you open it back up and you're like, wait, I just closed this. That's a process addiction. That's an activity addiction where we don't even know why we're there or what we're doing there. We're just there because it's automatic. That's a process addiction. Another process addiction, gambling is a process addiction and an activity addiction. Pornography is a process addiction. It's an activity addiction. Addictions, activity addictions, are a strategy we're unconsciously running in the brain because, as I mentioned before, it serves us. Here are some other ways that addictions may serve you, even though they also disserve you. Addictions oftentimes protect people from experiencing their negative emotions. And that, for me, was so, so true in that season of my life where I was like, all oh, these activities are serving me. When I wasn't busy, I was worried about my financial situation. I was stressed out about the money that I invested to become a life coach. I had thoughts of what if it doesn't work out? What if this doesn't work out for me? I was stressed out in my marriage, in my relationship. Didn't want to think about it. Didn't know how to fix it. So it was better for me to just stay busy and avoid thinking about it. So to avoid thinking about things or feeling my fears and my negative emotions, I would stay busy. So addictions protect us from experiencing our negative emotions, and they can also be an escape. Okay, if you are staying busy with activities to stay away from your home or to stay away from facing something, it's helping you avoid something. Also, especially with busyness in particular, it can be a sense of self-worth. I felt really important when I was on the ice helping my students succeed. I felt really important when I was on staff at the Placer County pageant. I felt really important when I was in front of a classroom teaching students all day. And so because all of these activities fed into my sense of self-worth and my identity, I did not know how to shift. So if you're looking at your busyness as giving you worth or worthiness, it's time to find your worth from within 
And finding your worth from within means healing the innermost parts of you that feel the need to prove you're good enough. You no longer need to prove you're good enough. You need to go get healing from the part of you that feels unworthy. I'm going to take this moment to go on a side tangent for two minutes. So hang in there. I think the language that I just used is why a lot of Christians take issue with the personal development industry. And I do want to talk about it for one minute. My statement, find your worth from within, is very triggering to a lot of Christians. And I am a Christian. I identify as a Christian. So please hear me when I'm kind of putting Christians in like a group think mentality right now. I'm overgeneralizing to make a point. So I'm not saying this about you and I'm not being anti-Christian. I am a Christian. I'm just explaining where there's a disconnect here. When I say the word, find your worth from within, many Christians get triggered because they say, find your worth in God. And I'm saying, 100%. 100% I agree with you. I am not saying I disagree with that statement. I am not saying that I disagree with that. Here's what I'm saying. God has done everything to make us worthy. God has done everything. I've done nothing to make myself worthy. God has done everything. And if I don't agree with that, that I am worthy, if I don't agree with that statement, I'm going to spend the rest of my life feeling unworthy when God has already said you are worthy. So what I'm talking about is a self-image issue. I'm not talking about who does the work, quote unquote, to make me worthy. What I'm saying is we must go inside and heal the part of us that feels unworthy. Because when we go inside and heal the part of us that thinks we are unworthy, we actually are growing closer to God and the way that he sees us. We are also understanding how God created us. As fearfully and wonderfully made. And if I disagree with God, if I deny that and I say, well, I am not worthy and I am not fearfully, wonderfully made, I'm getting further away from God. I'm getting further away. Now, I already know where there's potential conflict here. What about if I'm talking, now I'm talking to Christians right now. So if you're not a Christian, that's okay. Just bear with me. I'm talking to Christians right now. The question is, well, what about if you're talking to non-Christians and you're telling them to go inside and find their worthiness without God? And I'm saying, hear me out for a second. Did God create penicillin? Yes or no? Did God create radiation? Yes or no? Did God create modern medicine? Yes or no? I think the answer is both. God created the people and then gave them the genius to discover modern medicine. And that modern medicine can help people a lot. And physically healthy people is a good thing. Physically healthy people is getting closer to God's design. Guess what? Mentally and emotionally healthy people are getting closer to God's design. 
So what I'm saying is, I don't care if you're a Christian or a non-Christian, you deserve to go inside and heal. Because when you heal, you get closer to God's design. And the closer you are to God's design, the closer you are to finding God. That's what I believe. Take it or leave it. I just, that's my two minute tangent on the way that sometimes Christians interpret me specifically as a Christian in the personal development industry, I get a lot of pushback and you might not see it and you might not be aware of it. I get a lot of pushback of like, don't tell people to love themselves. Don't tell people to listen to their heart. The heart is wretched above all things and people are wicked and blah, blah, blah. And to that, I say, I get where you're coming from. And I'm also feeling misunderstood because I'm saying we must see our worth as seeing ourselves worth to be saved. If I see my own worth in God's design, I see myself to be saved. I see myself as being worth it to God for all the sacrifices that he made. And that's getting closer to the design. So thank you for letting me go on that tangent. I do want to bring it back to the purpose of this show, which is, am I addicted to busy? If busy is where you find yourself worth, then there is a clue there that you deserve inner healing. And don't we all? It's not that inner healing is for a specific demographic of people. Inner healing is for everyone because we live in a broken world with broken people who hurt us. And whether they mean to or they don't mean to, we've got stuff on the inside that deserves to be healed. So now that you're more self-aware of what is busy versus a full life, how do I know if I'm busy and how do I know if I'm addicted to busy? Now I'm going to give you the tips to move forward. If you are addicted to busy, it's time to quit that addiction. So let's talk about how. First of all, you need a mission statement for your life. You need a vision and a purpose. When you know your mission statement and you know what you're here to do on this earth and you know your purpose, every opportunity that comes your way, you get to ask yourself this question. Is this thing, this project, this job, this opportunity, this task, getting me closer to my mission, vision, and purpose or is it getting me further away from my mission vision, and purpose. Once I realized my mission and purpose in life is to help people heal the innermost parts of themselves so they can pursue their dream life, once I realized that, it was easy to see, oh, ice skating coaching might be really fun and it might be a great activity, but it is not in alignment with my mission and purpose. So it has got to go if I'm ever going to fulfill my mission and purpose. Then I looked at my job, my career, teaching art to children. Now, is this a place, is this an opportunity that allows me to heal people to help them live happier and healthier lives? It's very close. It is very close. I have influence and I have the ability to help these kids learn unconscious lessons about how they are worthy and valuable. So it's close, yet when I think about helping people heal from a therapeutic standpoint, 
It's not quite a perfect fit. So I stayed and I allowed it to be the place where I was fulfilled until I knew I was in a place where I could step away from my job and go full into my purpose, mission, and vision of life coaching clients full time. So my job was one that I held onto out of gratitude and thankfulness as an angel investor to my business until I knew I could take the leap and go full time into my business. Once I was ready to do that, then it was time to close that chapter so I could start a new one. My network marketing business was again one of those ones that was very close. It did allow me to help people live happier, healthier lives in one aspect, in the physical definition of health. So it was one that was great at helping me find that, yes, I want to help people live healthier lives. Yet, as I shifted more into wanting to help people with their mindset and their mental emotional health, I had to let it go so that I could repurpose my energy and focus into my mission, vision, and purpose. And lastly, I looked at my role on staff at the Placer County Pageant and said, does this align with my purpose, mission, and vision? And for this answer, I got a yes. I did need to scale back my role. And so I was very clear with the main director of that pageant on how I wanted my role to shift and change. And I needed to scale back and we needed to hire another staff member, which we since have done that. Yet now I still volunteer my time there on staff and I am a sponsor of the pageant. So I sponsor every year free life coaching for the women that end up winning the titles of Miss Placer County. And in that way, I'm able to help spread mental health awareness in the pageant industry. And I'm able to give free coaching packages and sponsorships to those women. And in return, they help advertise my business. They give me sponsorship shout outs on social media. And that helps grow my brand. In fact, this podcast was nominated for a pageant award for the Global Beauty Awards for best content because people in the pageant industry are beginning to know my brand, Life Coach In Your Pocket, through this role and sponsorship that I do through the pageant. So the only reason I'm going into that much detail about why I stayed there is so you can understand what alignment looks like and what it sounds like and how it's a win-win and how it adds to your mission and vision and purpose. If anything on your plate is detracting from your mission, vision, and purpose, it's time to get it off your plate. One more tip for my business owners or entrepreneurs listening that are like, everything that I do supports the mission of my business and yet I am super busy and I feel like I'm not moving forward. So this last tip is what is the difference between a profit producing activity in a business versus busy work in my business? And there is a difference. I'm going to explain that right now. If you are in network marketing or you have a business of some kind, you know exactly what kind of work I'm talking about that keeps you busy. These are things like, oh, I need to create a newsletter and develop an email list. Oh, I should also figure out how Calendly works and then I could get people to sign up on my calendar. Oh, I should also figure out how to do YouTube videos. Oh, I should also figure out how to do Instagram stories. 
And once I'm on all of these platforms, I can send people to a webinar. So I should figure out how Zoom works because then I could create a webinar and then, oh my gosh, I could set up a Stripe account where people can pay for the webinar and it's never ending, right? <laughs> and so if you have a business, you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say you're busy. But here's how you know the difference between, okay, if I want to be not busy, if I want to be productive, what do I do about all that chatter in my head? I'm going to tell you right now. The first thing you need to do as a business owner is get clear on what are the activities that produce profit. The profit producing activities. Now, these can be scalable as far as what's going to bring me profit right now and what's going to bring me profit in three months versus what's going to have the potential to bring me profit in a year, two years, or three years. These are very different activities. Let me give you a concrete example. Putting on a paid class or a paid webinar where people pay money to show up, that's profit-producing activity that's both instantaneous and has the potential to be long-term if you are building and developing that relationship over time. A non-profit-producing activity is I'm going to mess around in Canva for three hours and create a beautiful picture and that picture is going to go somewhere on Facebook or on Instagram and this is going to be a poster that I'm going to use as an ad. That is a non-profit producing activity. Even though it is something that you could potentially use for an ad, the activity itself does not produce profit. So you're going to look at everything that you do and you're going to divide it up into different categories. This produces profit instantly. This produces profit over two to three months. This activity may produce profit in two to three years. An example of that would be my podcast. I don't have sponsors for my podcast. I don't have paid ads for my podcast. It is a nonprofit producing activity that has the potential to be a profit producing activity in the future. So therefore, it's not deletable. I still enjoy doing the podcast. Yet I don't produce a podcast every single day. I can't. I don't have time to do that because it's not a profit-producing activity. Does that make sense? For me, for other people, podcasting is a profit-producing activity because they're at that place in their business. So if you're looking at your business and I'm like, I am busy in my business, but I'm ready to break up with being busy, here's what you can do. You can use the Eisenhower Matrix. Have you heard of this? to prioritize whether you should do something, schedule it for the future, delegate it to somebody else, or completely delete it off of your to-do list altogether. So President Eisenhower is quoted to have said, I have two kinds of problems, the urgent and the important. The urgent are not important, and the important are never urgent. So what does he mean by that exactly? Urgent things are usually fires that pop up and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to put out this fire. It is urgent. Focusing on putting out fires or taking care of the urgent tasks puts you in a reactionary place where you can't really get creative or work on important things because you're constantly reacting to urgent problems. Important tasks, on the other hand, contribute to your long-term mission, values, and vision yet they might not yield immediate results. Like an important task might be building your email list. It might not yield immediate results, yet it's important. But if you're constantly bogged down with urgent tasks that 
look like an emergency, you may never get to the important tasks. So Eisenhower developed this matrix where he asks himself, is it urgent and important? If it's both urgent and important, do it right now. If it's urgent, but not important, you can delegate it to somebody else. If it's not urgent, but it is important, you can schedule it for another time. If it's not urgent and it's not important, you can delete it. So right now in my business, I'm using this matrix to figure out how can I delegate more? How can I outsource more? Who do I need to hire to come on my team to get rid of some of the tasks that are piling up because they're urgent and they're keeping me from the important things? I don't need to spend three hours in Canva. I can delegate that to someone else so I can focus on the important tasks in my business. And so can you. So break up with busy and hire someone who can do all of the urgent, non-important stuff in your business. If, on the other hand, you're ready to break up with busy, but you're a little bit aware now that maybe this is going to be challenging because you're addicted to busy, I'm going to give you some tips to detox from busy and quit that addiction once and for all. Tip number one, give yourself a time frame for the detox. When are you going to be less busy on purpose? How long will it take? Are you going to do this in two weeks? Are you going to give yourself two months, six months? Your unconscious mind deserves a timeline of reference. So by when are you going to be less busy? If you don't set a time frame, you're not going to do it. So get your calendar out right now and decide by when am I going to be scaled back, present, and living my life with vision and purpose instead of busy. Tip number two, we kind of covered. You need to start delegating stuff. Use that matrix. And simultaneously, start saying no to things that don't match your bigger vision and purpose for your life. Example, I did not want to quit ice skating coaching, but I knew that in order to fulfill my vision and purpose, I was going to have to quit that. And so I did. Looking at your life right now, what doesn't align with your vision, mission, and purpose? And if you don't have a vision, mission, and purpose, or you're not clear what it is, it's time to find out. It's time to get clear. All you have to do is scroll through the show notes and click on the free downloadable workbook that is designed to help you figure out what your purpose and mission statement for your life is. And that will allow you to see alignment and out of alignment really quickly. So start saying no to things that aren't in alignment. Tip number three, prepare for the withdrawal. Just as with any addiction, If you're going to cut it out and you're going to stop, you may experience withdrawal symptoms, even in a process addiction like busyness, because what was the reason for the busyness? That is going to become evident as you start to detox. There might be feelings coming up. There might be discomfort coming up. You might want to resort to your automatics. You might want to start adding stuff back to your plate. You might want to start saying yes again to things. Give yourself a time frame where you are not going to say yes. 
Give yourself a time frame where you are going to say no and you are going to sit with the discomfort and you are going to become aware of what it is you're avoiding or what it is you're escaping from or where it is that you're finding your self-worth outside of yourself. And you are going to get clear on that. As you get clear on that, have a journal nearby. So tip number three is get comfortable being uncomfortable. Be prepared for those detox symptoms. It's okay. It's normal. Get out your journal and start journaling your negative thoughts, your negative emotions, what it is that you want to do, what it is that you don't want to do, so you can get clear on where this is coming from. And hey, as always, I'm going to recommend that you talk to a therapist or a life coach. That's always on the docket. But just take note of what's coming up for you and keep a journal. Okay, tip number four. Have a plan, an intentional plan for what you will be doing during that detox season of your life. You're clear on what you won't be doing. You've made a list of the things that don't align and you're going to say no to. What will you be doing during that time? Will you be spending more time with your family? Will you be playing games with your friends? Will you be working on intentional projects that do align with your mission and vision? Please have a plan. What you do not want, and you're free from this, what you do not want is to replace one activity process addiction with another, like scrolling the internet or playing online games. That's not a true rest. So what you deserve instead is a plan. What am I going to do? Am I going to go on walks every day? Am I going to start working out? Am I going to start hanging out with my friends? Am I going to start going to that church or reading this Bible? What is it that you do want to fill that time with? Get clear on that and you will succeed. Tip number five, have an accountability partner. Pull someone into the conversation and say, hey, look, I'm intentionally scaling back. This is a challenge for me. And I really would love your support. Hold me accountable to start saying no to things. Let me check in with you once a week. Ask me how I'm doing. Ask me how I'm feeling. And make sure that I finish this detox strong. Last tip, bonus tip. Once you are detoxed and you have emptied out your life of all the busyness, it's time to look at what activities you do want to add back into your life with intentionality. So tip number six is to only start saying yes to things that align with your vision, mission, and purpose. Make sure you never go back to being busy. You quit that. You're so done with that. So now what you're going to do is you're going to ask yourself, does this get me closer to my mission, vision, and purpose the life that I want for myself? What is the blueprint of success for my life? If it's spending more time with my family, then I'm not going to go on that book signing tour. If my mission, vision, and purpose, the blueprint for success in my life is building my business right now, then I'm not going to say yes to being in that play. Even though it's a fun opportunity, it doesn't align right now. So get clear on what the blueprint of success looks like for your life in every area of your life and have a clear mission statement. And if you don't have a clear mission statement, you can find yours totally free by just scrolling through the show notes and clicking on that link. You will have a mission statement. I guarantee it. 
All right, those are the tips that I have for you today. Please kindly leave me a review if you don't mind. I would love to hear from you. What are you loving about the show? Uh, what has resonated with you so far? Thank you so much for joining me every week. And I do promise to have better sound quality in the future. <laughs> All right, my friend. Thanks a lot. Remember, life is a journey. You're in the driver's seat. And I'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Life Coach in Your Pocket. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, or if you're looking to get involved in one of my coaching programs, you can reach me directly at coachrachelbailey.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.